0: Torchbearers. On today's episode, we welcome Meredith Garfalo, class of 2008, to the podcast to talk about her job as a broadcast meteorologist. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Torchbearers, the Valparaiso University alumni podcast. For those of you just joining in, My name is Michael Beaver, class of 2007, and I serve as a Senior Associate Director of Alumni Engagement here at Valpo. How are you all doing? Hopefully everyone is doing well, staying safe, and staying healthy. Our guest today is Meredith Garfalo, class of 2008. Meredith currently serves as Morning Show Meteorologist for Weather Nation and is based out of Denver, Colorado. Meredith, welcome to Torchbearers.
1: Hello, Michael. I'm so excited to be here. I tried to bring the best weather I could.
0: (laughs) From what it's, it sounds like it's a little bit nicer out there than it is here in Valpo. So, so
1: Um, uh, sunshine your way. (laughs) Oh,
0: thanks. Thanks. sounds like we're going to get it this weekend. Uh, Meredith, to get us started, why don't you start telling us about your time at Valpo and your path after graduation?
1: Absolutely. Valparaiso University was some of the best years of my life. And I graduated in 2008, as we were mentioning, and it was such a wonderful experience for me because I grew up in Cleveland and I never had left Cleveland. I went to school close to my family. And so it was a big leap for me to go away to college, even though I think it was about a six or seven hour drive, still pretty far from home. And I was really excited about it because I was able to go out and Focus on my career of meteorology, which is something I actually wanted to do since I was three years old. And so to actually be able to go to college for what I really wanted to do since I was a little girl was just overwhelming. And it, the cool thing of that was at my focus session, I met another girl from Illinois, and she was very similar to myself with personality. And I found out she was a Velpo. She was a meteorology major as well. It was like fate had brought us together. And so we decided to be roommates, which is what I really like about the Velpo program. If you find somebody that you could see yourself becoming roommates with, you have that opportunity. And so right off the bat, I had somebody that was in the same major as me that I got along with and It really, I think, helped my experience getting to know some of the other majors. And one of the things about the Velpo Meteorology program is when you come in as a freshman, you're not, you're overwhelmed, but you're not afraid of the upperclassmen. They come to you with open arms. They know the tests you're going to take. They know how hard that degree is going to be. And so they're there for you. They're willing to be tutors. They're willing to be mentors, or they're just there to be friends. And that was, very, very heartwarming for me, as well as some of my other fellow broadcast meteorologists and just other communications majors and minors. It's all making me feel so much at home. And so I did that. And I also joined Kappa Delta sorority, the Zeta Zai chapter. And so the second half of my experience at Belpo, I spent a lot of time with my sorority sisters, doing the fundraising, getting involved in all the philanthropy on campus and Looking back, it was just a wonderful part of my life, not just getting the degree, the experience I had.
0: Great. So, what has it been like broadcasting during the pandemic and making sure that we're all staying informed, not only on pandemic stuff, but also making sure that we're not floating away or uh, getting ready for a tornado and stuff like that as well?
1: It's definitely been challenging. It's something I've never seen in my life. A lot of us haven't seen in our life. And so, there were moments I was afraid, wondering what direction we were going to go, wondering if we were still going to be able to reach people. Because when I was doing some of my first tornado warnings during the pandemic, immediately in the back of my mind while I'm trying to convey information, I'm wondering, well, how are these people going to safely be able to go to a community shelter? Because a mobile home park, for example, sure. they all go to a shelter. and It was hard for me to try to tell people, you know, take shelter immediately, take shelter immediately. But, you know, also want to try to say, face you out, have a mask. You know, those were things not going through my head. And so after my coverage, I was nervous that I wasn't doing the best job that I possibly could. But the more I talked to other meteorologists across the country, the more I realized I wasn't alone. And that was a challenge we were all facing was trying to get out the information to help keep people calm during bad weather, but also to help them make those smart decisions and stay safe. And so it's something I've never done in my uh, 10 plus years in my meteorology career. And I've learned a lot so far. I'm still learning a lot. But I also feel like the role of weather and being a broadcast meteorologist is that much more important now because people are home. People aren't going out and about. People And so they need to trust that reliable source to help give them information, tell them where to go and what to do, but all in a way where they'll learn a little bit from this and help them and their family with planning for either evacuation or sheltering for future events.
0: Sure. So do you all have, like, get together and talk about these kinds of things as meteorologists of, you know, you mentioned that, uh, that you're talking with people about that they felt the same kind of way and everything do you guys do you have like a network that you were working with and everything
1: we have a couple of facebook groups actually talk with uh i have one that's strictly for females you know hair products or we can talk uh handling viewer feedback as a female or we have a general broadcasting group where we talk a little bit about everything and there's both guys and gals and it's nice to hear people's stories and then recently started there was a meteorologist more of like a mentally focused group for all of us who maybe needed that safe place to talk to other tv personalities that were maybe some of the challenges personally i mean i can admit that there were feelings of anxiety feelings of depression sure. but you don't have anybody to speak to about that and you don't have anybody to speak to that's going through the same thing i mean i could Boyfriend or my family members about what it's like, but when you're up in front of the camera, there's a whole different set of emotions that you're going through.
0: Cool. Thanks. So, what is one thing that you wish you had known when you first began and back in Valpo? If you could go back until 2008, Meredith, uh, something, uh, what would that have been as you began your career?
1: You know, I looked at your question. I'm like, this is going to be a really tough question to answer, to be honest. Because there's so many things I would tell graduating Meredith in 2008, so much I've learned within the last 12 years since I graduated. And so there's always things that we do and learn through our failures, through our successes. And I've had all of those. But I think the one thing I really would have told myself is this isn't going to be an easy path. It was a very hard degree to get but being in the world of broadcast meteorology, especially in this age, there are a lot of challenges. There's a lot of good things about it and a lot of things that I expected I would enjoy, community events, being able to do charity work, enjoying interacting with viewers at public events, but then there's, some of the, the mental strains that you go through, and there's some of the stress and the anxiety that you have having a deadline every single day and having yourself on social media every single day and having your life public every single day. Sure. It sounds fun when you're graduating, but then you get into that situation where, you know, for example, I was having a really tough day. I had a fight with a friend or I didn't pass my CBM exam but I had to still go on the air that night and be my happy, smiling self when inside I was hurting internally and I you know, couldn't just talk about it openly where other people can go home or pull their coworkers in the corner. I have to be on so much. And I think that's one thing I would have told myself is, it's going to be challenging and people are going to be mean at times because as I'm sure as you hear, a lot of people are very, very, open on social media about their feelings to put it Mm -hmm. and they don't think of other people's feelings and sometimes when the negative energy is directed toward me although I get a lot of positive energy for maybe that little negative energy still when people talk about the way you look or the way you dress or like you or if they don't like you it's it still can take one comment out of hundreds to sting and I think I would have told myself you're going to go through this and you're gonna be okay you're going to get through this but just know that there's going to be as many ups as there are downs, but like anything in life, you're just going to keep your eye on that finish line and know that everything you're doing is because you're passionate about it in the end.
0: Thank you. So who are three people that have been the most influential to you either personally or uh, professionally, either way, go ahead and take it from there.
1: This is another question that you asked that I thought would be really easy to answer because I've had so many amazing people in my life that have touched my life in one way or the other. And then to think about pinpointing three people out of everybody who's helped me since childhood, since high school, since college, during my career, I really found it hard and I had to stop and actually think about that answer because some people come into our lives for a year and leave and they've influenced your life in some way. There's some people that have been in your life your whole life and influence your life. And then there's other people that have might have been in there for say maybe one time at one TV station that had a negative reaction to you, or they negatively tried to impact your life. But looking back, there was still some good that you were able to find in that experience. But if I had to say three people, I think I'll start with the earliest person, which is my mom, because I look back now and as we know, every family has problems and you grow older and sometimes you're not as close with your family as you were when you were growing up, but my mother never gave up on me. She was the one that inspired me to be a meteorologist at age three and she knew that's what I wanted to do. So she found ways to find extra money to be able to afford to send me to the high school and to Valpo that I wanted to because they were both private schools. When I was struggling through classes and thought I was going to drop out of my degree my mom was always there on the phone to tell me to get through it. And when I was going through some of my challenging times, but also some of my best times, my mom's always been my biggest fan and my biggest cheerleader. So she's definitely number one. The second person I would say came into my life at Valpo. She was one of my sorority sisters, but now is one of my best friends. Maggie, I was her maid of honor, and I look forward to her someday being my maid of honor. and kind of like connecting the people that have been the most influential it's not the people that have been there when I've been in my successful moments it's when I've also been at my moments that were the most challenging or that I was at the bottom and there was a couple of times in my career that a job didn't work out or I was let go and Maggie was on the phone with me I had a holiday that I didn't have a job and she flew me out to Chicago to be with her and her now husband, just so I wouldn't be alone. When I was having a tough time making a career decision, she was reminding me of what was important to me. And I think I'll never be able to repay all the good that she's done for me. So that would definitely be number two. And I know these are long answers. No, not you are perfectly fine. Such an amazing role in the, the third one was the chief meteorologist in Cincinnati. Rich Apuzzo, he was a graduate of Valparaiso University and I met him at my first weather conference that I went to and unfortunately, he lost his battle with brain cancer. Gosh, I think it's about maybe five or six years ago. And he is the reason I, I stayed in meteorology because there were some moments that I wanted to get out or I wanted to give up because it just wasn't working out or I had a coworker that was being mean to me or just things that didn't, again, those tough times. Sure. He was still there. I got my first broadcasting job and I'd call him every time I got a job in my career. And he, he would always make time. He had a very busy, busy business on the side. But if I needed to talk to Rich, he would schedule an hour with me later and sit with me on the phone until he knew I felt better. And he would, blunt with me about the business. He was honest about things that he went through or things he saw I was going through and what I needed to know, but he always kept me on track. And one of the last conversations I had with him, I had gotten out of TV for eight months because I, I, I didn't know my path and I wanted to try something different. I ended up working for a director's job with Big Brothers Big Sisters and there was something in me that missed television and missed being able to forecast the weather and be there for viewers. And I remember having the phone conversation. I was parked in a gas station and I had called him because I had gotten a job offer to get back into television. And he said, this is what you were meant to do. If this is what you truly feel is your path in your heart, which I think it is, I really think you should accept that offer. And that was the last conversation we ever had. And to this day, I still, I still just think of his big smile and his positive words and his example he set for the broadcasting community. And even though he, his life was cut short, his legacy is going to live on forever. And he inspires me to want to be a legacy for anybody's life that I'm hopefully able to touch in my career path.
0: Great. Thank you so much. If you could step into my shoes as the interviewer, what is one question and answer you'd want me to ask you?
1: I didn't know I'd be put on the spot. No, just kidding. <laughs> that's that's Again, you've got so many great questions and I love it. And I think I have to say the one question that I feel is always so important is asking somebody. I know it's simple, but what's your best advice for people that are watching you, whether it's still at Valpo, whether it's alumni, or maybe it's high school students that are considering it choosing the Valpo path. And my answer would be, you have to, at the end of the day, I like to say, you do you, mm-hmm. you have to be who you are. And there's going to be a lot of challenges in your life where you're not going to think you know what direction you're supposed to go. There's going to be times when you doubt yourself, when other people doubt you. And there's also going to be times where you get that phone call of the job that you've been waiting for, or you end up getting an award that you had no idea was ever going to be something possible. Cause you were just doing yourself and being who you are and the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the, the highlight real of your life. You just have to never give up. And you need to always believe that something better is about to happen because when you hit rock bottom, as they like to say, you can't really go down anymore. You have to go back up. You have to stand back up and if you believe in yourself and you believe what the people who are truly closest to you, family, friends, professors, mentors, and you always keep focused on where you want to go. Yes, that path is going to change. You have to have faith and trust that the good Lord is going to take you down that path. But you also have to let him and know his timing sometimes isn't going to be your timing because trust me, and I have learned that in so many ways, he's probably laughing in my face. But at the end of the day, when you are your true self, when you go to bed every single night, knowing you've given your life the best that you can, and you wake up every single morning, even those mornings where you get out of bed and you know it's going to be a bad day, but you remind yourself why you're doing it, you're going to live a happy and successful life. And success, you have to remember, does come with failures because at the end of the day, looking back, you're going to be so appreciative for every single one of those moments.
0: Thank you so much. And then finally, to close us out, what does Valpo mean to you?
1: I know this might sound cliche, but Valpo is forever. I know they have that. And when I was in college or whenever they came up with it at first, you're like, oh, okay, it's a slogan, but now, more than 10 years after graduation, I look back and realize how much a part of me Valpo is and will continue to be. Because you go there and you're expecting to get your degree, to have fun, to have the whole college experience, to stay as active and busy as you were when you were in high school. But then you learn how much you grow and you face decisions you have to make that you never thought you would in your life. And you meet people that are going to be positive influences and you meet people that are going to be negative influences. But when you have the faith and know that there was a reason that you chose Velpo, and for me, I knew the minute I walked on campus that I wanted to make that my, my alma mater. It's, it's so much more than I ever thought a college experience would be. And yes, we're all going to have those fun experiences and go back and look at pictures and laugh and, and realize how silly we were at moments. But then you also go back and look at how you grew from velpo the connections you have from velpo those professors that now are your friends and those sorority sisters or roommates that have still stayed in touch with you and others that you might not even talk to anymore. But there's going to be a moment when you look at those memories and know that they helped shape you who you are. So Valpo is, is a part of your life and for all of the alumni, it's something that we are going to take with us and we're able to help other people just like so many people helped us out when we were in school. So I'm so proud to be a Valpo graduate and I really hope that I can help inspire these other generations to go out and do the same to everybody that they meet.
0: Great. Well, Meredith, thank you so much for being our guest here on Torchbearers, our alumni podcast. And we look forward to talking with you in the future.
1: That sounds great. And let's definitely stay connected and let's definitely support our community. Go Valpo.
0: Meredith, thank you so much for sharing your love of Valpo and meteorology with us. We so appreciate you taking the time to join us on Torchbearers. To our Valpo alumni family, we love hearing from you. You're why we are here. So make sure to send us an email and let us know how you're doing. Again, that email is alumni at valpo.edu. That's alumni at valpo.edu. We so appreciate all that you do for each other and the university. And again, while I've got your attention, if you're looking for ways to connect with fellow alumni, make sure to check out the links in the show notes for both our regional Facebook groups and our career networking platform Valpo Connect powered by Wiser. Make sure to take a minute to sign up and connect with the other alumni in your geographic region or field. Thanks so much for tuning in and until next time, go Valpo!